Then you will truly be successful. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good to those who love God. He has word on your lips. To those who are called. Meditate on your According to be his purpose, to do purpose. it's his purpose, not mine. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. To those who love God, he has word on your lips. To those who are called According to his purpose Purpose It's his purpose Not mine Paul's letter to Titus Titus was a Greek follower of Jesus who was for years a trusted co-worker and traveling companion of Paul's. He had helped Paul in a number of crisis situations in the past, and in this letter we discover that Paul had assigned him the task of going to Crete, a large island off the coast of Greece, to restore order to a network of house churches. Now, Cretan culture was notorious in the ancient world. One of the Greek words for being a liar was kretidzo, to be a Cretan. These people were infamous for treachery and greed. Most of the men on the island had served as mercenary soldiers to the highest bidder, and the island cities were known as being unsafe, plagued by violence and sexual corruption. However, the island of Crete had many strategic harbors, and they serviced cities all over the ancient Mediterranean Sea. And so, from Paul's point of view, Crete was the perfect place to start a network of churches. Now, we don't know the details, but somehow these churches came under the influence of corrupt Cretan leaders. They said they were Christians, but they were ruining the churches. And so, Paul assigned Titus with the task of going there to set things straight, and this letter provided the instructions. It has a pretty straightforward design. After a brief introduction, Paul gives Titus clear instructions about his tasks in the church. He then offers guidance about the new kind of household and then about the new kind of humanity that the gospel could create in these Cretan communities. Paul then closes the letter with some final greetings. Titus chapter 1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect, and the knowledge of the truth that is in accordance with godliness in the hope of eternal life that God, who never lies, promised before the ages began. In due time, he revealed his word through the proclamation with which I have been entrusted by the command of God, our Savior. To Titus, my loyal child in the faith, we share. Grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus, our Savior. I left you behind in Crete for this reason, so that you should put in order what remained to be done and should appoint elders in every town as I directed you. Someone who is blameless, married only once, whose children are believers, not accused of debauchery and not rebellious. For a bishop as God's steward must be blameless. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or addicted to wine or violent or greedy for gains. But he must be hospitable, a lover of goodness, prudent, upright, devout, and self-controlled. He must have a firm grasp of the word that is trustworthy in accordance with the teaching, so that he may be able both to preach with sound doctrine and to refute those who contradict it. There are also many rebellious people, idle talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision. They must be silenced, 
since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for sordid gain what it is not right to teach. It was one of them, their very own prophet, who said, Cretans are always liars, vicious brutes, lazy gluttons. That testimony is true. For this reason, rebuke them sharply, so that they may become sound in the faith, not paying attention to Jewish myths or to the commandments of those who reject the truth. To the pure, all things are pure, but to the corrupt and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Their very minds and consciences are corrupted. They profess to know God, but they deny him by their actions. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. This is another letter where Paul is writing to another pastor that he's trying to give instructions to and teach and help and exhort to kind of live out his task in his local context. And Titus is left in Crete. So it appears pretty clear that uh, Paul was with him at some point, got some things established and then took off. And now Titus has got some work to do. And Crete's this pagan area, like every other area in this world. And he has, and he has a two-pronged mission that Paul has given him. First, as we see in chapter one, he's got to keep things in order. They got something going. They got some churches growing. They got some groups gathering together in houses. And he's saying, this is your task. Keep that going and keep it ordered. And then he has a second task. As you're keeping this in order, go through these towns and develop elders. Get some people that can lead and take care and, and kind of order and care for and shepherd these communities. Now, these elder qualifications are similar to the list that we saw in Timothy a few books ago. And again, they are a good list of things to strive for. It's important to see that these aren't written to make us think, okay, I have to be good enough to be an elder. These ways of walking or living should be the outgrowth of living in Christ and, by the, and, be, and they should be done in the power of his spirit. It's always a bit confusing uh, because it feels like it's on us to live this way but it's also through faith and the work of Christ that we are enabled to live this way. So take some time, go back and review this list. How are you doing? Uh, as, as we seek to be faithful people that could even lead in our, in our lives, families and churches and things like that, how are we doing with this list? This is really a list that all of us who seek to follow Jesus uh, should see and say, all right, how am I doing in this? Where do I need help? Where do I need uh, to be challenged uh, by either others or uh, to seek God, as, uh, to ask him to empower me to live more faithfully. And finally, I want you to notice something, that this was some of the main work for Titus. This is right where Paul goes, chapter one, get some order going in these churches and appoint some leaders. Appointing elders was at the top of the list. If you are an elder, it's an important and dangerous calling. Please, please be faithful. <laughs> if you have the task of appointing elders, please take it seriously. Please, please, please help those elders have good rhythms and have checks in place where they answer to one another or to others. There is a crisis in our world and in our church today. And that crisis is unqualified leaders or leaders that have a lot of talent but get off the rails. Leaders that have incredible, powerful ministries, but then do horrible things that bring shame to the work and name of Christ. So uh, a chapter like this, we need more than ever. Take those words today to heart and take them seriously. They are more relevant today than ever. We need good leaders in our churches, 
we need good leaders in our government. We need good leaders in our businesses. Um, but especially we need good faithful leaders in our churches. So I'd leave you with a challenge to that. Whatever church you're a part of, please, please, please pray for your leaders. Pray that God would empower them. Pray that they would be led by the Spirit. Pray that they would live faithfully and in accordance with the lists that we see here in Titus and that we saw in Timothy. It is day 77 of our 90 day challenge and we are in the book of Titus. The topic for today is set some things straight. I don't know that there are enough lessons on the art of confrontation, but when I read Titus, I see that Paul was very intentional about why he left Titus, one of his close teachers in Crete, because they were bugging. I don't know another way to say it. There are some things that you just can't shout over. There's some things that you just can't eat over. There's some things that before we move forward, we're gonna have to set some things straight. I learned a long time ago a leadership principle that I hope you will never forget. The acronym is OHIO, only handle it once. When you read the tone and the texture of Titus, you will see that Paul is basically telling him only handle it once. Firstly, raise up elders with experience. Stop putting people on platforms that are eloquent but have no experience. Stop putting people on platforms that have charisma, but no character. Stop putting people on platforms that are wholly hypocrites, that their public and their private life are diametrically opposed. No, appoint elders and then teach and train. We have to make sure that we're allocating enough time to train others around us or else the vision will die with us. So today, set something straight, only handle it once teach and train. I just can't give up now. I can't give up from where I started from. Nobody told me the road would be easy. I don't